Welcome to the This is the Place podcast. I'm Meg Walter in studio today with Chris Rall. Hey, Chris. Meg, good day to you. How are you? Really good. How was your weekend? Very good. Good. Very good. 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 Great. So glad. Tell me a little bit about your life right now. Well, I'm very pregnant. It seems like things have taken a dark turn for you. Uh, I have to go in for a gestational diabetes follow-up test on Friday, and it's... Listen to this. Listen. I want you to feel really sorry for me. Okay. I have to fast. Okay, so I can't eat... Is this a religious thing? (laughs) No. I can't eat or drink anything before I go in, and I'm pregnant, so I'm going to throw up. Wait, how long do you have to fast? So, like, midnight the night before. So I'll go first thing in the morning. Does that count for religious blessings, too? Can you double team that? Sure. I might as well. For medical and Knock for religious out. purposes. Uh, and then apply it to the next time somebody needs you to fast, though. That's my point. Oh, because that's how it works. It's like a debit card. Yeah, right? Um, it's like Divi Pay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Full circle here. Uh, so I have to fast, and then I have to drink this. It's awful. It's like a pure sugar drink, which like sounds awesome. Oh, Kool-Aid. It's not Kool-Aid. It's like they took Kool-Aid and they're like, how can we make this taste awful? Oh, Diet Coke. No. Diet Coke is amazing. (laughs) And you know it. So then I have to drink this thing and then they have to draw my blood once an hour for three hours. What? Yeah. Why? So, okay, they draw my blood first thing when I get there after I've been fasting. And then I drink this thing and then they draw it like hour one, hour two, hour three after. This leads me into a lot of my thoughts on medical procedures, and it's that most of them are meaningless, and they do it just to screw with people. I know. There's no possible explanation for taking somebody's blood three times in three hours. That makes no sense. Remember when we used to leech people? Remember when you concoct some elaborate scheme like, let's make this lady who's pregnant drink Kool-Aid after she's fasted, and then we'll draw her blood, and we'll tell her it's for a medical procedure. Do you know how weird I'm going to (laughs) feel? You're going to be like the Kool-Aid man jumping through the wall. So, so weird. We should probably podcast immediately once you're done. I'm probably going to be dead. Yeah. A corpse and me on air. Actually, that's pretty scintillating stuff if, now that that's I think about it. That's a podcast I'd listen to. <laughs> that's a podcast me I could get Me and the corpse. <laughs> so, Meg, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> just, just silence. <laughs> <laughs> like Uncle Bernie. Well, looks like things took a t- dark turn here. Uh, all right. So, that's me. Everything's awful. Well... We're all keeping our fingers crossed for you. Thanks. If I were a fasting person, I'd fast for you. I'm not, so I'll just cross my fingers, which I think does just much for you. Just brush your teeth an extra time for yeah, me. You know what? I'm going to groom myself in an even more acceptable manner than I currently groom myself. No, don't do that because I'm worried <laughs> your teeth are going to fall out because you brush them so much. What if I just put on like a really nice shirt on the day that you go to get tested? That's all I need. Nicer than the shirt you're wearing now? I don't know. Yeah, I got a Mad Men shirt on. You've got a Mad Men shirt on. Tugs of everybody's heartstrings. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about a lot of things, Meg. Thank you for asking. Today's Wednesday, which means Clint's article has... Clint's article is up. We know nothing about it. Hit the interwebs. It's going to be like, you know those boxes that they had when you were a kid where you slide back the lid and then a spider jumps out and grabs your hand? Yeah. That's basically what the article is going to be, in my opinion. Can't wait to read it. We just have no idea what it is. It's going to be like a spider. Great. What we do know is on the website is you wrote a recap of the movie Trek. Mm-hmm. Two weeks ago. Not Star Trek. Trek the movie, It's a Mormon Thing. It's a Mormon Thing. As it's commonly known by its subtitle. branding phrase. It's literally the subtitle. So, first of all, very, very, very quality review on your behalf. Thank you. Some of my finest work, if I may say so. And this is not a knock on you, but I left with a lot of questions. Naturally. 
I watched the movie three times. I still have a and, lot of questions. And so I compiled some of my thoughts and questions, and I need to talk about them on air because you've watched the movie three times. You wrote a very, very, very long recap about it yeah. that described in depth what the movie is about, how they yeah. got from plot point A to B to C, yeah. who the characters were, what they were doing, and my head was in a tailspin. I yeah. couldn't wrap my head around virtually anything Let you were talking about. Let me tell about. you what this movie feels like. This movie feels like you're talking to someone who's like not quite there completely. Okay. And they're telling you about an experience, mm. and it takes them two hours. Oh, that's my hell. Yeah. That's what it's like watching Trek the movie. Oh. What if you nothing, show up to get your blood drawn three times, and they connects. have you watch Trek? I'll die. That's going to be another thing they throw in just to screw with you. I'm already dead. I can feel it. <laughs> A Corpse and Crisp next week. <laughs> New podcast. Rebrand. So, again, you can see this on... The Beehive, many of you probably already read this. Many of you probably have similar questions to what I currently have. So yeah. hopefully we're going to get to the bottom of all the answers that we need in life and for the movie Trek. Yeah. yeah, yeah. First and foremost, what needs to be talked about is the shirts on this movie. Yeah. Why? What? How? Who? Where did they made. get them from? Who came up with the slogans? So the first shirt is the main character, and it says, I don't give a... And it has a rat and a donkey. Mm-hmm. It's insinuating, I don't give a rat's ass, which is not an edgy slogan. (laughs) Nobody has said, I don't give a rat's ass in 36 years, possibly longer. You know when you were 10 and you'd say stuff and you're like, oh, that just proves how much of a baller I am? Like you and your buddies, you'd get around and you'd say things. Even rat's ass was like, oh, no, that's too childish. That's too weird. This is the other thing about this movie is it's clearly written by like a couple of old dudes. Who are like, what's something like an edgy teen would say? Have you heard somebody say, I don't give a rat's ass since you were a kid? I'm being dead serious. No. no. I actually am not sure if I've heard somebody say that. I don't think I've ever heard it in conversation. (laughs) The snapshot of him with his arms folded and he's wearing the shirt underneath. And he's got got the hair. So good. And he's got the smug, like, I literally don't give a rat's ass look on his face. It's really good stuff. Unfortunately, there's a lot I had to cut out of this thing just for the the sake of, like, making it a readable length. But he, like, he's talking to his family and he's holding a glass of orange juice and he's wearing the rat's ass t-shirt. And he says something kind of naughty and then he pours the orange juice down the sink. Uh, (laughs) Wasteful. (laughs) You rebel. Nothing separates a rebel like waste. All that vitamin C (laughs) gone. (laughs) I love the ways that they show people are like edgy people on the show. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Why did you not include that? That's the best tidbit ever. This is why I wanted to ask questions. I I knew there was so much unmined material. I had to cut. This could be like a multi-volume. Did he drink any of the OJ? Did he drink any of it? I think he like took one sip and then like the rest went down the drain, which is just wasteful. (laughs) Orange juice is expensive. Orange juice is good. It's just good. (laughs) Yeah, it's good. Pulp or no pulp, it's just good. What's your problem, Tom? (laughs) So it seems to me, as somebody who did not watch the movie but read your recap, that the first 20 minutes is just setting characters through oh, their t-shirts first 40 minutes what's the deal here are they like happy? did they not could they not find a better way so not only is tom wearing a t-shirt that's edgy and swears but another character in the movie is wearing a t-shirt that says i'm not lazy i just really enjoy doing nothing what's the lazy thing that's the one that befuddled me is I lazy mean, edgy what is that supposed to signify I think it's just like look at this dumb team <laughs> look at this typical 
15-year-old teenage When boy. you're lazy, are you proud of it? I don't get that. I don't know. And he's, like, obsessed with junk food in this movie. He's a really skinny yeah, guy. that stuff like, freaked me out. He's, like, trading his life for twink. There was a sugar problem in the yeah, show. Yeah, it's alarming. So did the guy in the lazy shirt to back that up? He wanted orange juice, but was too lazy to pour it and then pour it out in the sink. <laughs> yeah. And so he just stared at it for like a one minute segment where he's I like, think oh, so. I wish I could do that. But the thing is, they're all waking up at like 5 a.m. to go on this trick. So he's not lazy. Like he's up at 5, packing all his <laughs> Twinkies. So hammering home that this main character, Tom, is super edgy is that for some unexplainable reason, he jumps in his car. Yep. And he, oh, okay. That's not Tom. That's lazy guy. Oh, lazy guy. Okay. Yeah. Well, this makes him seem less lazy if he's in such a rush to drive everywhere. Yeah. But he jumps in a car to show how much of an edge he has. He buzzes down the road and he squirrels around some lady yeah. who, for unexplained reasons, her trunk pops open and oranges come out? Yeah. What? what? It doesn't make any what sense. What is the story? Because there has to be more to this story than you're letting on. There's a car in the world where if you like drive too close to it, the trunk pops open? <laughs> Take that back. I used to drive a, a car exactly like that. Well, you're the one person that It could sense when it was on. going, something was going by faster than 10 miles reason, an hour. For some reason, like when she breaks to not hit, I can't even remember his name now, lazy guy, her trunk pops open and the oranges that are in a box all roll out onto the ground. And she lives on a hill. And so all the oranges roll down the hill. This, by the way, this takes up a good chunk of time. <laughs> We've just described like an hour, I feel like. This is like a significant portion <laughs> of the movie that is so dumb <laughs> and so pointless. What? Watch it. I feel like. You might read the recap and you you might think this is so dumb it's funny. Watching this would be hilarious. Like but it's watching not. the room or like Troll 2 or like you know one yeah, of those yeah. but it's not. It's, it's grim. just so painful. So it ended and I was like I need to take a hot shower and like get this thing off of my self. What's the orange fixation? There's oranges rolling. There's orange it's juice. Like What's the, the deal? What's the deal here? <laughs> there's something against citrus? Scurvy. <laughs> <laughs> the filmmaker said scurvy. So speaking of bad filmmaker decisions, they have Samoan actors that are in this. Yeah. That they have just stand there. They don't have them say any words. They hold tiki torches and stuff. And those kids were just for sure in the director's ward. What was going on there? They have some kid who wanders around and, and calls everybody muchacho yeah. and gringo? Yeah, it's low-key racist the whole time. Their way of expanding their racial palette is really, really strange. Yeah, it's very much caricatures. And it's hard for me to say if I was Samoan, I'd be offended. Yeah, I don't know. But it seems like I'd be offended <laughs> if I was Samoan. You know what offended me? What? Everybody's getting ready to go on the trek. And for some reason, they're going through everybody's possessions to make yeah. sure they're okay. And the things they confiscate are candy, yeah, which is strange, and hair dryers, yeah. which is even stranger. Pink hair dryers. Yeah. Not only is this movie racist, it's also <laughs> sexist. What's the pink hair dryers? Because the one thing about all the female <laughs> characters is, oh, they just want to do hair and wear makeup. <laughs> But they can't because this I, is Trek. I was laughing so hard at the hair dryers. They're immaculate when they're out on the Trek. Yeah. They all have like perfect makeup and hair. Oh, so no, apparently yeah, they got their hair dryers and makeup kits through. There was a crew there doing makeup every day. What is the deal here? Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. So in a movie filled with plot holes, I feel like the biggest plot hole yeah. is that somebody's cousin who is not LDS at all yeah. shows up to go on a Trek. 
Right. Okay. So her, how would that ever? Her ever... parents are going through a divorce. Right? Okay. And so she's spending the summer with her cousins, so she doesn't have to be home when her parents are yelling at each other. I would sit through 313 divorces before I would go on a trip. Right. But instead of just like hanging out at the house or you know doing literally anything else that one could do, she decides to join her cousin. On a pioneer trek through Wyoming. I mean, I've known a lot of LDS people in my life. Uh I've never met one that has been happy that they went on a trek. Not one. Yeah, I am LDS. And I am unhappy (laughs) that I went on trek. Everyone I went on trek with is unhappy that they went on trek. You peed blood at the end of your experience. We talked about this last week. That's all you need to take away from it. Yeah. So they call her a nomo? Yeah. You need to explain this to me. It's a (laughs) non-Mormon. What? Is happening. So, is uh, that common? Is that common nomenclature? I actually, I've been doing this for a long time. If you're a Momo, you're a Mormon. If you're a Nomo, you're a non-Mormon. If you're a Momo Nomo, you're a Mormon that left the church. This is good stuff. You basically wrote this film. <laughs> What's going to come out in like a year and it's going to be a huge scandal is you reviewed a film that you yourself helped create. Yeah. When did this phase of your life start? This Momo Nomo Nomo? I don't know. It's just fun to say. <laughs> Momo Nomo. So, yeah, they call her a Nomo. So that struck a chord with you. Apparently. Oh, yes. You're like, oh, I get where they're coming yeah, from. Yeah, I get it. Um, yeah, so they're like, your mom's going to freak if you date a Nomo. And then Tom's like, not everyone's trying to be a latter-day droid. And I'm, it's so good. I'm glad you brought that up. That's one of the lines I had written down on my sheet. Oh, it's so Is good. Is that a thing? That is a phenomenal line. That's a thing written by a 70-year-old man. That's a phenomenal line. That is so out of touch in so many ways. It blows my mind. It seems like they built the entire movie around this one zinger that he was going to throw. And the zinger was a latter-day droid. Yeah, latter-day droid. Nomo is way better than latter-day droid. Nomo is great. Are you kidding me? Yeah, there was a pitcher named Hideo Nomo. Wait, really? Yeah, oh yeah. That's cool. He had a really long wind-up, which you obviously know. They keep flashing back to a campfire, uh-huh. and I think they were all high and talking about I mean, existential crisis. <laughs> so what's a, the story there? I think it was scout camp was what it was supposed oh. to be. And they were definitely high and talking about existential yeah, crisis. Right. And yeah, they, it's like supposed to be like this deep, this kid is so introspective. But he's like, isn't it weird that when there's a fire burning, you can't see anything? And everyone's like, what are you talking about? Fire is like light and makes you visible. He's yeah, but it's like you're visible and invisible. What's happening? It's like, how many joints did you smoke? This movie dives deeper than I would have thought. Oh, it's like weirdly dark. <laughs> it's not even weirdly. It's just dark. This kid's like dealing with trauma. Traumatic. Right? His best friend died. Yeah, when I found out that his best friend had died, and the way of him coping with this was to go on a trek, well, I was a little unsettled. He's on the trek because his dad bribed him with a ski pass. Didn't his dad say it was a camp out with girls? Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? That his dad is out of touch. I don't know what that means. I didn't know how to read into that line. Is it, that good or bad? I still can't here's determine. The, here's the thing. You shouldn't read into any of it. Is a camp out with it girls will, good or bad? I don't know what that means. Can you explain it to me? Well, also the insinuation there is, hey, buddy, you can make out with girls on track. Like, go on track. Is that possible? Can you do that? I, probably not without getting in trouble, Right. I don't know. I'm asking you. I didn't make out with anybody on track. It's hard to find any girl there that isn't peeing blood. That's my blood. That's always been my problem when I go on a track. Yeah. (laughs) 
I'm getting really depressed talking about all this again. So the Tom guy, the main character, to show that he's not tuned in to prayers in general, yeah. it always shows him and he's folding his arms with his eyes open. No, That's he's like, not even folding his arms. Oh, he's just like, I he's won't. just like standing there, arms by his side. I saw scowling. 12 different screenshots like that. Oh my gosh. Why was he so angry there about prayer? so many prayers in this movie. What was that? They showed so many prayers. Do they, do they, <laughs> do you hear the whole prayer? How does that work? Yes. And they're all like long prayers. <laughs> the kind of prayers where you're like about to eat dinner or something. And you're like, oh my gosh, wrap it up. You're like, I wanted 10 seconds. Yeah. Just a quick thanks and let's bounce. That's all anybody needs. That's all anybody wants. Yeah. And instead they're diving in deep. He's yeah. not a prayer fan though. He doesn't. He doesn't like it when they pray and he won't take off his hat. <laughs> he won't take off his hat. He won't fold his arms. He won't close his eyes. Like, I think just like regardless of your beliefs. When you're in a circumstance where other people are showing respect for something, like, you should be respectful, right? Like, <laughs> take off your hat. Wait, wait. I want to talk about this. Okay. Why is not taking off your hat a sign of disrespect? That We need to get oh, past that. That's not a thing. I have no idea. You know when old people just pull things out of thin air and then it's taken as fact and they, like, push it upon generations moving forward? Yeah. The taking off the hat thing needs to stop. That's not a thing. All right. Well, bad example. You know what's a good way to show respect, Meg? Be nice to somebody. Sure, how about that? Be nice. You know what I don't care about? Whether or not you're wearing a ball cap when I do something. Yeah. But you know how like you go to buildings and whatever and they require that you not go barefoot or like, not take photos or something? Like I feel like it's kind of like that. Yeah. Just, just chill. Doesn't mean that you're Jewish if you're showing respect in a Jewish building. Just be a decent person. But Tom like refuses. And is like scowling every time they say a prayer and like goes marching off into fields. Should we take a quick 30 minutes to say a prayer right now? <laughs> would you like to lead or would you like me to? <laughs> Are we done talking why about is this their? Why is everybody pawning their possessions for treats? Um, That's also a problem. Like the trauma thing is more alarming. The treat thing is quite strange because in the LDS church, a lot of what we associate as vices are kind of forbidden, you know, like alcohol or something yeah. along those lines. And so it seems like people gravitate towards sugar because that's a thing that's actually acceptable. Mm-hmm. It seems like there's a problem in this movie. Yeah. The one guy, the lazy guy. He's like stuffing stuff inside of a doll. Yeah. He trades the privilege of driving his car to his sister in exchange for her hiding a Hershey bar in a doll's head that is later buried, which is just, I just, the more you explain the plot of this movie, <laughs> the more confusing it becomes. Meg is getting so sad. The more questions I ask, I love it. I feel like this is the fourth time you've watched the movie. I am so, so over this movie. So if you were walking around and your husband called you a tender creature, how would you take this? Well, I'd file for divorce. <laughs> Why did they act like that was a term of endearment? What I is that? No, and they paint her the leader as like the dumbest woman. She like brings her makeup and is doing her makeup every day. That's like the one thing we know about her is that she likes wearing makeup. And then her makeup is stolen for who knows why. And then at the end he asks her out and she's like, "Oh, don't look at me. I'm hideous." And it's like, "What?" Oh, this is bumming me out. This is getting so sad. And he's like, you're the most tender creature. What is that? It's awful. Is tender creature a term of endearment or am I, I missing something? I, it must be. I don't know. But I don't think awful. it is. If, I think that's another old people thing. If someone called me tender creature, I'd start crying. First of all, creature is freaking weird. Yeah, don't call people creatures. Creature with any descriptive term before is already weird. Yeah. 
tender. I'm like, what? Are you cooking me? That's like a, Am I going to get that's eaten? That's like weird misogyny. I like, know. Am I going to get eaten? That's my first question. All I want in a mate is someone who's tender. <laughs> Take your pink hair dryer. Go in the other room. Put on mascara. A lot of mascara. There's a lot of mascara. Okay. Last question. Why were people singing Spirit of God at the end? Because I wish I knew. I wish. I this is the one thing I have to have I explained. Wish I have to have it explained I on there. I knew why anything in this movie. So happens. they wander off into the who knows where. Oh they're lost gosh. and they use a makeup kit to start a fire. Yes. They're so dumb. They go swimming. And then they take a nap when they're supposed to be, like, getting to their destination because it's getting dark. And then they're like, oh, no, we're lost. And then it's like they get in a fight because they can't decide which way to go. And one kid gashes his leg open. And then they're like, what are we going to do? And then they're like, we got to light the cart on fire. And so then they spray it with the confiscated hairspray from What's-Her-Face's cosmetics kit. And so then it's on fire, and then they, they're visible, and she starts seeing the Spirit of God. Luckily, it only makes it halfway through a verse before uh, that a was leader my, That was what I was up. asking. So it didn't go, like, full five verses. No, thank goodness. I was expecting them to because they made me sit through, like, 57 prayers. So here's a quick role play. If you are sitting stranded somewhere and you're like, oh, man, this is kind of bad. What if nobody can find us? We're just a bunch of idiots that will not be able to forage for any amount of food. Maybe yeah, yeah, we should yeah. take this seriously. And we yeah. start a fire to try to get found. And somebody unprovoked starts seeing Spirit of God. Yeah, I would jump into the fire. You would kill them. You'd I, eat no, them. I would jump into the you fire. You would barbecue them. They would be your first. <laughs> they would be meal. my tender creature. Yeah, your delicious tender. This barbecue. movie sounds terrifying. No, like I said, like it is not a fun movie to watch. It is. As a Mormon, I was disturbed by this movie. I was insulted by this movie. I want this movie to be eviscerated from the face of the earth. Why does it say it's a Mormon thing? Because if they say it's a Mormon thing, Mormons, Mormons are going to buy it. Do they understand the concept that when you say it's a Mormon thing, you are representative of Mormons, and when you are represented like morons, yeah, it's it bad. reflects badly? I just think the filmmakers are proud of this movie. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Which makes me sad on such a level. It's like existential despair. Should we get rat's ass t-shirts, you and I? Yes. And wear them every time Absolutely. we pod? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I like that. Can we move on? We've now? gone to a bad place and we're going to get pulled out by some really good things. Okay. Are you ready for something? Hit me with some weird Utah news. <laughs> this is, I think I probably said this before on the podcast, but I'm actually not exaggerating or joking. This is my favorite story I've read on KSL. Okay. <laughs> the title is A Massage Through the Internet. Yeah. Utah YouTuber specializes in soft sounds, which, wow, that's a title that grabs you right out of the gate. Okay. Yeah. An internet massage already. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, soft sounds. Well, okay. What's going on here? Yeah. So there's something called autonomous sensory meridian response. Yeah. ASMR, which you're apparently familiar with. Yeah. There's a whole This American Life um, episode about this where there's people who have this weird physiological response, like little <laughs> noises. So apparently this is a pretty big community. Yeah. Like a lot of people have this weird connection with strange whispering type so, noises. The weird thing is it's hard to describe it without making it sound weirdly sexual. Oh, this is the most sexual thing we're but ever going to talk I, about on like, the podcast. I think it's not a sexual thing. No, it's, it's sexual. Like, 
I, I can't stress that enough. I think you know how some people, when you clean out your ears, it feels really good. So, yes. I think it's like kind of like that kind of sensation. So, I, okay, I know that you think that, but let me present a little bit of evidence to the contrary. Okay, I'm ready. So, in this article, there's a Utah YouTuber who makes these noises. Yeah. Okay. And for his backstory, his name's Logan Smith. This is directly from the article. Okay. One night a decade ago, Smith couldn't sleep and went looking online for some white noise. He found a video by a woman who called herself Whisper Crystal. Oh, no. This is a quote from him. She whispered on camera, and it really, really triggered something in my childhood. Like the tingles he felt when someone whispered in his ear and when his cat purred. Then this is another quote from him. It's almost like a sound massage. It felt like somebody's fingers were massaging my ear. Okay, so, so this is... No, 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 listen. So this is the start. He determines, okay, this noise thing, it's for me. Yeah. There's some sort of draw. People are reaching inside my ears. They're tickling my drums, all that yeah. kind of stuff. So he starts creating these noises, uh-huh. as many other entrepreneur ASMers yeah. would like to do. Yeah. So he wants to create these noises. So how do you go about creating noises that stimulate people's ears? If you're him, you put on latex gloves and you rub the tip of a microphone. Okay. Now this is weird. <laughs> It just got really weird. I couldn't even say that without laughing. As soon as you said latex, okay. things just took a turn. So let's say some people listen to the latex rubbing and they're like, uh, that's not my cup of tea, doesn't yeah. resonate with me in the right yeah. way. Okay, let's try something else. So what's another thing maybe people like? I've heard if you take jewelry and you're like softly playing with jewelry, I'm moving my hands right now. <laughs> I was gonna say, can you're doing me. feelers in front of your face, but which like, I'm not totally comfortable like, with. Like softly rustle things. So what do people want to hear after the latex gloves? He grabs a marshmallow peep. Yeah. <laughs> and he pokes a microphone with it. Poking a microphone with a marshmallow peep is the best description of anything I've ever heard. Yeah. So now I'm already freaked out because sure. I'm like, that's some kind of weird stuff. So I start doing more research into what is going on in this world where people are searching for this tingling sensation that apparently these sounds provide? Which, like, it, only some people have a Only to it, right? some people have it. Yeah. So I go and look to see what other sounds are. So jewelry tinkling. Jewelry tinkering is yeah. a good one. Yeah. That's one of them. And, like, whispers. There's, like, whole videos of people just, like, whispering. The whispering is kind of sexual, but that's something that's sexual in a way that most people can comprehend, right? Yeah. People whisper to one another in their ear all the time, and that's a thing, right? Yeah. Do you know what's not a thing? <laughs> Squishing putty in front of a microphone. Oh. That could be a clip right there that I just did. You should do it. You should be a YouTube guy. Oh. We should rebrand this podcast. Oh, my God. Not to be a corpse in you, but instead. <laughs> no, it would ASMR. be. A, listen, it would be a corpse in me, and I'm pushing various things against your dead body oh. while we're recording the noises. You could just use my dead body to, like, <laughs> run my fingers over the microphone. I'm all, here's all the leftover fluids draining ah, out of Meg. No, stop. <laughs> Gross. Here's me squishing putty against Meg's three-year-old dead face. Three-year-old. Oh, yeah. We don't want it to be three years. Three-day-old. I don't want to do three years. That's too much. That's Even gross. in the name of this, it's too much. So people tap on cereal boxes. That's a thing. Hmm. There's a lot of very interesting things. What about like knocking on watermelons? That's a satisfying There's sound. a lot of scratching, like people scratch purses. Oh, like sequins back and forth. Yeah, sequins. This is a whole world. Maybe I have it. I think you do. I'm kind of into this. What if you go home and find out that this is right up your alley? I don't have time for this. So this leads me to another point, which is this is a strange thing, but 
it's a sweet thing in the sense that if you find like a weird perversion that stimulates you in some way, then it's great to find one that is hard to identify. If you tell people you just like soft sounds or like somebody whispering, nobody really bats that big of an eye, you know, yeah. in a way that you would if I was like, hey, I'm really into rubbing people's feet or like <laughs> looking at feet. I'd be like, well, that's like a pretty big red flag immediately. And it's hard to get people to participate in that. You know, if I have a girlfriend and I'm, hey, do you mind just like taking off your shoes? And it's kind of hard to broach the subject. But yeah. if you're a whisperer, yeah. you're just like, hey, do you just like, do you mind talking a little softer? And you're, and you're being stimulated. It's great. I'm really uncomfortable. <laughs> I love this. This is the best new world. Um, so, wait, I have one more takeaway. We're still going. If okay. you're going to find a sexual perversion, find one that's hard to identify because then you can get anybody on board with it. That's a good piece of advice. I'm going to talk to HR. That's how I have lived my life, Meg. Good for you. No feet for me. Uh, speaking of things that we should not be speaking about yeah okay so uh tell me about a football field there's a football field in st george a high school football i think it's in cedar 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 city cedar city and someone killed grass so i guess like roundup they use diesel fuel diesel fuel use diesel fuel to kill grass in the shape of a phallus on the football field, 40 yards. A 40-yard penis. <laughs> Have you seen American Vandal? No. Okay, you need to see American Vandal on Netflix because it's pretty much the same plot, but it's like a true crime mockumentary Okay. where they go in deep to figure out who did this, and it's really great. Is that what this is? I hope so. This could be a mockumentary. So the police right now are trying to figure out who... <laughs> And why, why this happened, who did it, why they did it. I mean, I love them. Uh, So first of all, if you can, so this is presumably done in darkness, right? I can't imagine people were pouring diesel fuel everywhere in the light of day. If you can create a discernible penis that's 40 yards. Yeah, that's impressive. That's really impressive. You should be applying your talents in like really artistic areas. Right. Isn't this a blossoming art scholar? We should find this person and give them the Sterling Scholar for art. Sometime after school on Thursday. So I feel like to not get caught, they would need to be doing it at night, right? Do you not agree that this person deserves an art scholarship? Yeah, but do you think, hear me out, do you think it's one of the football players? Because who else would have access to the field? Literally anybody would have access to the field. (laughs) I want this to be, like, good. Okay. What if it's the coach? Uh, mm, Why would he do it? He's not getting paid enough. And so the way that he's showing he's not getting paid is by inscribing a 40-yard... Yes. Okay. Obviously. That's the first thing that, I would do. That's what I've, I've done in my own job before. In Silicon Slopes, every time I'm not getting the raise I want, that's exactly Whenever I don't I get do. money, I draw penises all over the office. It's insane. <laughs> and I have been fired, and that's why I now currently do this podcast instead of what I used to do. <laughs> you're, uh, you're doing this podcast pro bono. <laughs> Haven't been paid in three years, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, apparently they can't get the grass to grow back. Because well, yeah, it's diesel fuel. Diesel fuel. So it's going to be there for a while. Oh. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of either sad or happy fans. I don't know which side. It depends on who the person is, I guess, of where you'll fall. I feel like if I'm like a parent of a high schooler, I'm pretending like I'm sad about this. But inside, I think it's pretty hilarious. I feel like this is a plot point that would have been in Trek the movie if it was PG-13. Oh, can you imagine Trek the movie if it was PG-13? Like, that's how he rebelled. His friend died, which again is super tragic. And he's like... There's only one way to let loose this rage. Yeah. Grabs a gasoline bottle and the next thing you know. How do you get hold of diesel fuel? You just buy it. Where? At the gas station. You just like get diesel fuel. 
you just pour it into a gas container. Hmm. Maybe I'm going to start doing lawn art. <laughs> I want you to do that at your house so bad. I'll give you a scholarship. I'll give you an art scholarship. Thank you. If we ever find out who this person is, let me know, and I will lobby on their behalf at institutions of higher learning for them to get a scholarship. I mean that. Okay. I'm a great backup. It looks like we have one more story you need to tell me about. People are stealing stuff is the case a lot of the time. Mm. There's a antique store in Provo that had this customized 1800s doll stolen from it that's worth seven grand. Whoa. Pretty wild, right? That's sad. Yeah. So they're freaked out because they're like, oh, man. Somebody stole this doll, but they think they know who it is. And so the people who took it come back to the store Mm. and... They want a refund. First of all, they try to sell them some candlesticks, which had been stolen from their store a few months prior. Were they on meth? I feel like (laughs) that's the common denominator. That's always the first question we should have. In all of these stories. It says nowhere in the article that they were on drugs of any sort. But my first guess would be that, yes. Yeah. So they bring back the candlesticks, and it sets off a warning of, oh, these are ours. Maybe there's something going on here with the doll. Yeah. So they're like, whoa, these look great. We actually have somebody who you should bring these back for so we can take a look at it. And if you have anything else, you should bring it. Yeah. So they bring back the doll to the police, who are the people who are waiting, obviously. Yeah. Hoping that they're going to be able to sell back something that they just stolen from an establishment literally days earlier. So they're just dumb? They're just dumb, I think. Oh, that's sad. And now they're in jail. Well, that's probably for the best, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Don't steal. And if you do steal, don't sell back. Yeah, maybe wait a while. Like, what are pawn shops for? For getting one cent on the dollar for the things that you've stolen. Yeah. Whenever anybody who's on drugs stole stuff from me in my life, they just went to a pawn shop and pawned it for 10 bucks. Have you ever been in a pawn shop? No. It's pretty weird. I'm a man of high class. It's a weird it's a weird vibe in there. What were you selling? I was looking for a bike. Meg, what were you selling? <laughs> I was selling a garden. I was really needed money. Was this after one of your raging BYU parties when yeah. you got a little too hopped up on uh, waffles? Yeah, that's absolutely what it was. <laughs> All right, this podcast has been going on forever. Is there anything else we need to talk about? I got so much more. Oh, uh, we better wrap it up. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Remember, give us good rating. Let us know if you like know. us. I don't know if we deserve it. Uh, I f- speak for yourself. We made people listen to oh, 20 minutes worth of Trek questions. First of all, I made some high quality noises into the microphone that, that is going to put people true. to sleep and or sexually arouse them. So I, I hope your review mentions ASMR because... I would love that. If you want me to branch out on my own with Meg's corpse, let me know. Um, that's a thing. Please don't murder me. The royalties will go to your family. I promise you that. Well, in that case, go ahead. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week.